Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What's going on, everybody? We are back. It is episode number 169, extremely nice, of Underground Sports Philadelphia. I'm your host, Kyle Bennett. Sorry for no live show this week, as we were at Talon Energy Stadium yesterday, taking in the Premier Lacrosse League Championship uh, leg of the tour the final weekend. So Saturdays will be a little more free now until the wing season gets started, but... uh, We'll be back live on Wednesday for sure, but as always, show brought to you by Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21, Wainwright Bernhardt Funeral Home, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ranchetti, CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. Got a lot to talk about here as I record this on a Sunday night, getting it ready for you for Monday. Uh... The Eagles, a brutal, brutal, brutal loss. Phillies looking to stay alive. They got to win out in order to uh, have any shot at the playoffs. And then, uh, obviously, the uh, the fun of this episode is that Mike Scott had a nerf war with a bunch of kids today. So, very cool to uh, just take all that in and see all the goodness happening there. But, let's get down to it. Uh, we've got... You know, a lot to talk about with this Eagles game. So the Eagles lose today to the Detroit Lions, uh, 27-24. to Just a, a really bad loss. And, uh, you know, now they're 1-2. and two. Uh, This game, just so everybody knows, this game is not on Carson Wentz whatsoever. If you think blaming Carson Wentz for this game is the right thing to do, I feel bad for you because it's not true. This is not a Carson Wentz problem. There were nine drops in this game, seven that were obvious, two that you could probably make the case for as being drops, but uh, the drops are killing this team. Two fumbles from uh, Miles Sanders, one from Nelson Aguilar, another drop from Nelson Aguilar, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside with the drop of the game that cost the Eagles the game at the end, Mac Hollins, a drop late in the fourth quarter during that run. That could have set the Eagles up in field goal position with a minute and 30 left. Uh, it was just all around not great. And um, I thought they were going to get going early because they scored in the first quarter for the first time in what feels like forever. Um, so that was good to see. But other than that, it was just hard to stomach. All afternoon, this game was entirely just too hard to stomach, and um, they just got to be better. They've got to be better, and they've they've got to figure out this drops problem. Hopefully, Nelson Aguilar uh, can get back to his normal position as uh, the Eagles have a short week. So they play Green Bay on Thursday, and uh, 
we'll hopefully see Alshon Jeffrey out there. Maybe Deshaun Jackson comes back. Um, but it is it is tough right now to see what is going on with this team and how they are just flat out struggling to catch the ball. This team can't catch a cold. This team can't catch a cold. And, you know, Carson did everything under the sun in his power to, you know, make sure they were in a position to win. Malcolm Jenkins with that unbelievable block on the field goal towards the end of the game to return it, to put us in, you know, quality field position. And, uh, you know, there were too many penalties, too. One on Mac Collins was a little egregious. You could say that it, it didn't deserve to be a penalty. But, you know, the penalties were brutal. The injuries continued to stack up. Jason Peters was out for an extended amount of time. Uh, Andre Dillard was out for an extended amount of time. Just a, a number of injuries once again for this Eagles team. And I don't know what it's going to take for them to stay healthy because there are way too many injuries out there uh, for this team to find any kind of success. And, you know, they're going to have to figure out this injury bug sooner rather than later because this schedule gets really tough very, very soon. You know, they've got Green Bay on Thursday. Then they get a hopefully nice game against the Jets. That will be a win. And then they go three straight on the road against the Vikings, Cowboys, and the 3-0 and Buffalo Bills. Shout out to the Phillies for making that happen. But, um, you know, it's, it's crazy that this team is just flat out struggling to put points on the board, to uh, sustain drives, to look good consistent and you know I tweeted this today I said I'm still very suspect about Mike Groh being the offensive coordinator of this team this team has not looked the same since Frank Reich left offensively last year looked very you know robotic it was not fluid and this year we're starting to see more of the same sure that second half against Washington was great and all but in that first half they looked robotic they did not look ready to play and uh, this team is is under a lot of, of fire and scrutiny right now because they are one and two behind the Cowboys now in the division. They're tied with the New York Giants. We'll see what Washington does tomorrow night uh, against the Bears on Monday Night Football. But this team has the same record as the New York Giants as Daniel Jones just led a a game winning drive in his first game in the NFL against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's it's really baffling right now. And uh, Brandon Lee Gowton from BleedingGreenNation.com tweeted this. Eagles defensive end so far this season. Week one, zero sacks, four quarterback hits. Week two, zero sacks, four quarterback hits. Week three, zero sacks, two quarterback hits. Fletcher Cox was not in the box score today. He did absolutely nothing. You know, this pass rush is struggling and it's making the secondary look even worse than probably what it is. Rasul Douglas, though, shout out to him. Had a very, very good game today, in my opinion. Uh, has had a really good start to the season so far, too. Really locked down Julio Jones when he was in there last week. And uh, the rest of the secondary needs to figure it out. Ronald Darby got hurt today. He was another one of the injured players, but he was not having a great afternoon. And... I don't think this team's trading for Jalen Ramsey the way things look. He's either going to stay or he might be going to the Baltimore Ravens. Now that they've sustained another injury in their secondary, they're going to need him. And, uh, you know, there's houses in Baltimore. Jalen Ramsey's liking them on 
liking pictures of him on Instagram and everything. So I don't think Jalen Ramsey's coming here. I would love it. Don't get me wrong. We talked about this on Wednesday. Do whatever it takes to get Jalen Ramsey here. But I don't think it's going to happen now. And it's being talked about on Twitter a ton. And, you know, just across the board with uh, Eagles fans and insiders and all that good stuff and team reporters. The Eagles really missed the ball, not traded for Davion Clowney. Sure, he didn't have a great game today against the Saints, but this pass rush is lacking. He would have helped it. He would have made it you know, deeper, and they are struggling to create any sort of pass rush to help this team succeed on the defensive side of the ball. It seemed like all afternoon the, the offense would have a clutch drive, score points. Defense would go out on the field and just give up a touchdown to Detroit or give up points, give up big plays. It was just flat-out embarrassing to go back home after a an embarrassing loss in Atlanta, to go back home and just have another flat-out embarrassing performance against the Detroit Lions, who are somehow undefeated, 2-0-1. And, you know, we talked to Dave Burkett on Eagles Enemies this week, which you haven't checked that out, make sure you do. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. He talked about they're going to try to neutralize Zach Ertz completely, and they did. They neutralized Zach Ertz from this game 110%. Dallas Goddard was barely on the field uh, in that first half. And he was, you know, he was one of the, the egregious drops, dropped the pass in the end zone. You know, you look at the receiving, Zach Ertz, four, four catches for 64 yards today. That's not Zach Ertz. That's not a Zach Ertz performance. You know, you look at the, Miles Sanders was your leading receiver and he only had two catches for 73 yards. Nelson Aguilar, eight catches, 50 yards, two touchdowns. Had a, had a bounce back after those drops. Mac Hollins, four catches, 62 yards. I was impressed by what I saw from Mac Hollins. Don't get me wrong. He had those pass interference penalties. Like I said, one probably wasn't. But I was impressed from what I've seen from Mac Hollins. And a lot of people uh, you know, said Mac Hollins just made this team because he's a special teams player and uh, – I thought Mac Hollins showed a lot of spunk. He showed a lot of, you know, grit today, especially when Nelson Aguilar was having a case of the dropsies. Mac Hollins stepped up in a big way. You know, without him, this game I don't think is even close to what it is. Dallas Goddard held without a catch. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, one catch for 10 yards. Darren Sproles didn't catch the ball today. I said at one point you might as well throw Darren Sproles out at wide receiver because Nelson Aguilar was struggling so much just to get something going. Um, you know, it was, it was tough. Jake Elliott, one field goal today, 25 yarder. Cam Johnston though, what a, what an afternoon. Three punts, 144 yards, one inside the 20. It was, it was a fantastic day for Cam Johnston. That's for sure. He made it he even, you know, it was in the, uh, the tackles and every Carson Wentz, Two tackles today because of turnovers. And, you know, Darius Slay got hurt in this game. He's the Lions' best corner. And we talked about him on Eagles Enemies as well, how they're going to have to figure out what they're going to do with Darius Slay because Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson didn't play in this game. So Darius Slay was probably going to have a bit of a different role. And uh, he got injured late in the game, and the Eagles weren't able to take advantage of that. They were not able to take advantage of the Lions losing their best defensive player and going out and, you know, 
picking on who came in to replace him. And that is an issue. You've got to be able to capitalize on mismatches from your opponent. Because if you don't capitalize on those, you're, you're never going to win games. You've got to be able to capitalize on big moments like that. Darius Slay is a top corner in this league. He's a top cover corner. And you failed to get the ball into guys' hands. You know, Carson took some unnecessary sacks. And you had guys dropping the ball all afternoon. Miles Sanders was your leading rusher today. So you had a little bit more of an established run game, I'd say, than you have in weeks past. Miles Sanders averaging 4.1 on the ground today. 13 carries for 53 yards. Still not great, but at least it was kind of there. Jordan Howard, 11 carries, 37 yards, scores his first touchdown as a Philadelphia Eagle. Carson Wentz almost had as many rushing yards as Jordan Howard on four carries, 33 yards. Your average rushing leader is Carson Wentz today with 8.2 yards a carry. Darren Sproles gets two carries on the afternoon for four yards as well. I don't know, guys. It's it's troubling. You know, this team is now one and two, like I said. They are behind the Cowboys by two games. They've lost two conference games now out of division conference games that could be tiebreakers down the road because you do play the entire NFC North. The Falcons look bad, but that's a bad loss now. They're one and two, but they have a tiebreaker over you. They've lost to the Colts and they lost to the Vikings. You play the Vikings in a few weeks, so you've got to be able to capitalize on that game. And, you know, right now the Vikings defense looks like it's on another level. Kirk Coupons is, you know, somebody you can take advantage of, but with this defense not getting a pass rush, Kirk Coupons might go out there and look like Joe Montana. So this team really has to look itself in the mirror. Brandon Graham said after the game, walking in the hallway to the locker room, we'll be back. But uh, I don't know. It is looking very bleak right now. A lot of people upset with how the defense played. A lot of people upset with the drops, understandably, me being one of them. This team just has to do a better job. You know, they scored 10 points in the first quarter, got shut out in the second quarter. And they allowed the Lions to, to score 20 points in the first half. Then they shut them out in the third quarter, and then it was just equal across the board in the fourth, and the Eagles didn't get in field goal range. Jake Elliott allegedly was on the sideline when Doug Peterson decided to go for it on fourth down, fourth and eight. It would have been a 63-yard field goal, two yards two yards longer than what his, uh, his 61-yarder was in 2017 in week three. God, if he would have went out there and kicked a 63-yarder to tie this game, we would have had so many parallels of this season compared to 2017. It would have been ridiculous. You know, starting the season off against the Redskins with a big win, losing in the fashion that you did against the Chiefs and then the Falcons this year, and then potentially having a Jake Elliott (laughs) big, long 60-plus-yard field goal would have been absurd. But it doesn't happen. The Eagles lose 27-24, to and uh, it's a bummer for sure. It's a bummer for sure because this team had the opportunity to win this game multiple times, multiple times, and they just did not do it. Um, they didn't do it. They didn't come through, and they're going to just going to have to do a better job. And uh, Lane Johnson's fired up for Thursday. He's ready to bleep and go, he said. So we'll see. 
uh, you know, I want to be able to whip out Victory Monday t-shirts and Victory Monday giveaways with our friends at Design Tree. That's DSGN Tree. Go to their website, search Underground Sports Philadelphia, DSGNTree.com. We have our On the Road to Victory shirts. My dad was wearing one today, supporting the brand. And uh, you can get yours, too, along with all the other good Underground Sports Philadelphia merch, Chef Rambo merch. Yes, he won the PLL uh, championship game MVP and the league MVP as well. You know, we've got you know flyer season right around the corner. We've got our Gritty Supreme shirt that was a big hoot thanks to our former uh, host, Brooke Destra, rocking the brand, rocking the merch. We've got a lot of good stuff on there. So it's DSGNTree.com. Search Underground Sports Philadelphia and use the promo code DSGN5 for $5 off at checkout. Goes a long way. Helps support the podcast in a big way. Big time stuff. And uh, hopefully we see some more people copping the uh, On the Road to Victory merch as the Eagles start putting some wins together. But they're going to have a quick turnaround. They're going to have to forget this game real quick because Packers coming up on Thursday. And uh, that team is no joke. They've won three in a row now. And uh, or they've won three games this season, I should say. They're three and one, and um, you know they're going to be a tall task. You know, playing at Lambeau is not an easy game, so they're going to have to figure this one out quickly as they get set for uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, who took down the Denver Broncos today by a score of twenty-seven to sixteen. They are three and zero. Oh. I shouldn't say. 3 and 1 they've won 3 straight 3 and 0 they beat the bears they beat the vikings they beat the broncos now as they get set to take on the eagles thursday night but um bonuses from this game like i said Matt Collins, i was very impressed by um the malcolm jenkins block blocked punt or blocked field goal attempt i should say uh was freaking awesome Russell douglas comes up with it and runs it back to set the eagles up for you know, what we thought was going to be a prime situation. Seeing a little bit of the run game get going. Miles Sanders bouncing back. The coaching staff has confidence in him, which is good to see for a rookie. You don't want to see them give up on him too quick. Jordan Howard scores his first touchdown in Eagles uniform. And Carson Wentz, 19 of 36 for 259 yards and two touchdowns. Would you like to see a little more touchdown action? Sure, and there could have been if they didn't drop the ball. The drops are what killed this team uh, in Atlanta, and it's what killed them today. You know, the drops have to stop, and I don't know what Doug's going to do in practice this week during a short week to get these guys ready. My guess is we'll see Alshon Jeffrey. You know, he's a game-time decision, and uh, he, you know, was ruled out, obviously, but I think we'll see Alshon in Green Bay, especially after this game with all the drops. You know, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside is... Probably in the doghouse if I'd have to put a, a guess on it. But we'll see. So, Eagles lose 27-24 to the Detroit Lions. They're now 1-2, and two, Detroit 2-0-1. Two, oh and one. and uh, the Cowboys, like I said, they improved to 3-0 as they uh, go through this easy part of the schedule that they get the pleasure of starting off with against the Giants, the Washington Redskins, and the Miami Dolphins. Um you know, the Giants get a win today, so the Eagles and Giants are tied in the division right now. And uh, Washington plays Monday night against Chicago, so we'll see what happens there. But it's just a brutal, brutal loss. You know, it was one of those kind of deflating losses that it was a game that was winnable, 
and they just let it slip away. You go back and watch the J.J. Ortega-Whiteside drop, and it's even more ridiculous that it was a drop. Uh, if you watch it in slow motion, it just slides right through his hands, and uh, it was brutal. It was very brutal to see, and, you know, it sucks, especially me. I had a, a rough weekend with my teams. Redwoods lose the championship in the PLL. Eagles lose today. You know, mud on. <laughs> I need uh, I need something positive, and I don't know if it's going to be the Phillies. They are uh, clinging on for dear life. You know, we kind of decreed them done on Wednesday night, but uh, they are, you know, still going along, and uh, they're 79 and 74, five and a half games out in the wild card behind the Cubs, the Mets, and then it's the Phillies. Tied with the Diamondbacks. Their elimination number is three. They literally can't lose any more games. They're playing tonight against Cleveland. Got a 1-1 score in the, going to the top of the fifth inning. They can't lose again, though, the rest of the season if they want to make the playoffs. There's just no way that they can let that happen. This team, we've said it countless times. They make us want to, you know, Ball, maul our eyes off because of how painful it's been to watch this team, and uh, it's been it's been one hell of a roller coaster ride. You know, yesterday win nine four against Cleveland, a f- nice little uh, spurt of runs in the fourth and fifth inning, putting a combined five runs there, and then three in the ninth to kind of cap things off, and then they lose five to two in the first uh, game of this series. But, you know, after this is when they head to D.C. for that big five-game series against the Nationals. If they don't get it done in D.C., they're going to have to win four of the five, if not all five. Um, It's going to just, you know, we'll start seeing what is going to go on with, you know, potential uh, staff changes and all that good stuff, but... Right now, it is. It's you know we're looking forward to the off season, obviously, because there's going to be a lot of stuff going on. Whether it's Garrett Cole or Stephen Strasburg, Anthony Rendon, this team's going to have to pay for free agents to bring onto this team because they're just not good enough. They're not good enough. They're going to have to whip out the checkbook big time and make some big time moves here because they haven't developed well. And with that comes what you have with this team right now, and that is struggling to find young talent. Thankfully, Alec Bohm looks good in the Arizona Fall League. He's tearing it up there. Spencer Howard uh, is out there as well. Mickey Moniak performing well. So uh, it's it's just a matter of this team figuring out the direction that they want to go in. And... Nobody knows what that direction is yet. And, you know, without knowing that, you are going to have to look yourself in the mirror if you're John Middleton and figure out if Matt Klintak is the guy for this team, figure out if Andy McPhail is somebody you want around this team, and figure out if Gabe Kapler is the manager you want for this team moving forward. Now, I know... 
I am a big Gabe Kapler supporter. I don't think he should lose his job this year. I think he deserves at least one more year because he's never had a competent pitching staff in front of him to work with. The most consistent pitchers he's had are Aaron Nola and, ironically, Hector Neris. Sir Anthony Dominguez had spurts, but he's been injured, and he had, you know, spells last year where he was not good. Aaron Nola had a Cy Young year last year, and he's been good this year for the most part. He's had a terrible run right now in where he can't buy a win. The Phillies are 0-6 in his last, uh, you know, six starts. But it's something that they're going to have to come to terms with for this team is figure out what they are going to do moving forward. You know, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough figuring out what they're going to do because nobody knows. This team is so, you know, close to the chest with what they do on a daily basis in the front office with moves. You know, we didn't know anything about the free agent moves this offseason until they they broke. You know, Andrew McCutcheon was out of nowhere. David Robertson was out of nowhere until the reports started swirling a bit. Bryce Harper, we had to wait until the beginning of March, essentially, to know he was coming to the Philadelphia Phillies. And I'm hoping we can get the ball rolling with free agency this offseason so much quicker than what we had last year. I don't want to have to be waiting around until right before spring training to know if Garrett Cole is going to sign, if Steven Strasburg, Anthony Rendon, Dallas Keuchel again, who has looked great for the Braves, who've made the playoffs already. Freaking Braves. Can't stand them. Can't stand them. They're so good. And they're not going anywhere. That's the thing. The Phillies, we all thought that this was going to be the time the Phillies elevate themselves and it's going to be Phillies Braves again at the top. But no, the Nationals are still really good. They have really good talent. Max Scherzer is like an ageless wonder. They signed Patrick Corbin. It's not a guarantee that Strasburg opts out, but if he doesn't, he's still there. They've got young guys like Victor Robles, Juan Soto. If Rendon goes back, he's still there. I don't think Rendon's going back, but we'll see. Trey Turner is still there. You know, the Nationals aren't going anywhere. Sure, their bullpen sucks, but they've got a core still. The Braves have their core. Ozzie Albies, Dansby Swanson, Ronald Acuna Jr., Freddie Freeman. The Braves are good. They're not going anywhere. Austin Riley, as much as we hate him, because people try to compare him to Bryce Harper, no, get out of here with that. They've got a core, and they've got young pitching that looks great under Rick Kranitz, Mike Soroka especially. Phillies kept the wrong pitching coach. At least they've got JT, which it looks like a, a contract extension is going to come, thank the Lord. They've got Bryce Harper, you've got Scott Kingery, you've got Reese Hoskins. Adam Hazley looks like a fine, everyday Major League player. He's not going to be a superstar and tear the cover off the ball, but he's going to be a part of this team, I think, moving forward. you got Gene Segura still. I think you got to figure out third base as much as a Mike Helfranco supporter that I am. 
you got to figure out third base, whether it's bringing in Josh Donaldson for a year, Mike Moustakis, somebody, until Alec Bohm is ready to come up next year because he looks ready, and I can't wait. I will be at his debut no matter when it is. You know me and Matt will be there. We are on the Bohm train. You know, you got to figure out what you're doing in left field. If Andrew McCutcheon coming off the ACL, you don't know how he's going to respond. He's probably not going to be able to play every day right off the bat. So you got to figure out, are you going to have Hazley out there? Or is he going to be your everyday center fielder? Which then, is it Jay Bruce? Is it Corey Dickerson? Are you going to bring him back? What are you going to do with Roman Quinn? Roman Quinn is an interesting subject for this team. He's got no more minor league options. But the dude just can't stay healthy. But when he's out there, he's dynamic. So they got to figure out what they're doing with Roman Quinn. If they're smart, they'll just release Odubel Herrera. That'll open up a roster spot permanently. And then they got to figure out this pitching staff. Spencer Howard's going to be in this rotation at some point next year. So they'll give you Aaron Nolan, Spencer Howard. Jason Vargas, say la vie. Do not bring him back. It's better to just pay him. Outright to not be here than to be here. You don't know what you're going to get in the final $20 million year of Jake Arrieta. Zach Eflin has looked decent recently. We'll see what he does tomorrow uh, to kick off that, that national series. But he's looked okay. I won't say great. I won't say good. But he's looked fine. If he can be your number five starter next year, not your number three, I, I can live with that. You know, and you've got you got to get Garrett Cole in here. You got to do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes to get that man here. He is too good to not be on this team. And uh it's just figuring it out. Sure the season is still going. They're still alive, but I are they making the playoffs? No. They're not making the playoffs. They screwed the the Eagles over because they the NFL did, I should say by making those three straight road games for the Eagles because they thought the Phillies were going to be in the playoffs. They won't be. So we'll see what happens. You know, we've seen crazier things. We've seen the Mets choke a seven-game lead with 17 to go. But, uh, yeah, that's that's the Phillies for you. That's what they do to you. They, they kill all your hopes and dreams. Everybody knows I'm the big Phillies guy here at Underground Sports. I dive into everything with this team, and they rip my heart out once again, and we're coming up on a decade of no playoffs. A decade straight of no playoffs is absurd for this team, and I hope it gets fixed this offseason. But uh, some other fun news. Mike Scott had his nerf war today with the kids in Philly. That video is absolutely hilarious. NBC Sports Philadelphia tweeted it out. Mike Scott was also at the Eagles game today. He tweeted he was wearing a white t-shirt. So he's still having fun with that. And, uh, you know, Sixer season's right around the corner. We'll have our Sixer season preview show like we always do. We're planning some fun stuff with that. And, uh, you know, the Flyers are right around the corner too. Had a big win for preseason the other night. And, you know, Baby Gritty. That video that went viral was absolutely hilarious. But like we said, we're going to be optimistic about the Flyers in the month of October. That's for sure. And like we said on Wednesday, 
Matt's brother Will is going to come on for our Flyer season preview show. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of microphone yelling. We might have to buy a new soundboard after it, but it's all in good fun. And uh, very much looking forward to that. Premier Lacrosse League season's over. Our recap show just got uploaded, and uh, you can check that out with myself and Herm. So we've got a nice little month to breathe uh, before National Lacrosse League season starts. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, but short little show tonight for you guys just to uh, recap some stuff, especially that Eagles game. But quick turnaround, quick turnaround Thursday night against the Packers on primetime TV on NFL Network, Fox, all that good stuff. Not sponsors of the pod, but hopefully they figure this thing out and they go to two and two rather than one and three because that sounds a lot better. Two and two sounds a lot better to me. What do you think? Let me know uh, on Twitter at KBIZZL311. You can follow me there. Follow the podcast on Twitter at UndergroundPHI. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Just search Underground Sports Philadelphia. Let me know what you think about this upcoming game for the Eagles and Packers in your review. And if you don't have an iPhone, you can follow us on Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, we will catch you guys live again on Wednesday in the studio. Getting ready for this Eagles-Packers game. We'll have our final thoughts on Eagles-Lions. And uh, see what the Phillies are doing in the midst of this five-game series against the Nationals. But until then, as always, show brought to you by Main Auto LLC. Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21, Wainwright Bernhardt, Funeral Home, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated. Bob Novak Automall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. This has been a nice little episode, number 169 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. For everybody here at the Pod Network, I'm Kyle Bennett, and I am signing off. Peace.